Once upon a time, I was a kid with a dream, of course. That dream was to hop on a seagull and ride it like a riding horse. To ride on a seagull like a riding horse, ride a seagull like a riding horse. Hey, welcome to episode 169 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And this episode is is almost like two years in the making. I talked to Lee Overtree from the Story Pirates. He started the whole thing, and this conversation is really wide-ranging. And if you've listened to the Story Pirates podcast, you know that they take stories that kids write, and then they they act them out. They, they, they make radio plays. And uh, the Story Pirates have been a part of our lives here at Good Stuff Headquarters for, for a long time. We started listening to them when I was uh, driving my son somewhere, and we were crossing the Golden Gate Bridge, and we found this podcast, and it was funny, and it was great for him, and it was great for me, and really engaging. Um, and we, we really loved it. And by digging a little deeper, we've found out that there's a lot more to story pirates than just these these fun adaptations of stories that kids write and I'm not going to give too much away because uh, Lee and I have this really great conversation it was really honest and and I was really um, you know there's a little emotional hearing how uh, he he takes this like it's fun and it's funny and he takes it really seriously and he really honors the authors, these kids. And uh, the Story Pirates is, of course, uh, it's a podcast on the, the Gimlet Network, but it's a lot more than that, too. And, uh, you know, just to give a brief overview, it's a, it's a program that goes into schools. Um, they have uh, some books out that you can find at a link on my website. And they also put out a brand new record of music. And um, the record is so good, and it's songs that you've heard on the podcast, the their podcast, not mine. Of course, the song you just heard on mine is a clip called Riding a Seagull Was Good, and you can hear that all the way at the end of this episode. But for, for those of you who don't know, the record that that particular song is on is called Nothing Is Impossible. Um, and I think that the scope and story of the story pirates from live shows to podcasts to books to music is really uh, fascinating and good to hear from Lee. Um, you're going to like this. You're going to become an even bigger fan of the story pirates. I know that I did. Um, so with no further ado, I don't I don't think there's anything more that I should say until uh, after you hear this conversation with Lee Overtree from the story pirates. Talk to you at the end of the show. Good stuff. It's sort of been a long time coming in the podcast world, uh, for but I am beyond thrilled to welcome Lee Overtree from the Story Pirates to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you, Lee? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Totally. So I think that like like any good uh, podcaster, that you know, you got to sort of start at the beginning. But I, I want to uh-huh. sort of flip that script a little bit. Um, I want to I want to share with you, which a lot of which I think you already know, um, but just for the world to know how influential you've been to me in terms of starting 
my podcast. So, <laughs> so, awesome. we were, so like my son and I were in the car and a lot of people have heard this story, but we were looking for something, you know, we, I love podcasts, listen to podcasts a ton. And we were driving over the golden gate bridge. And I was like, why isn't there something for, for my, you know, then five-year-old. And I found story pirates and we loved oh, it wow. and it was so fun and so funny. And you know, you, you sort of hit all the levels, you hit things for him, which were great. And you hit things for me, you know, and my <laughs> like love of comedy and improv and things. And, um, <clears throat> and it became a really big part of our life and still is a big part of our life. And he wrote a story that you all did on the Sirius XM show. Um, Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Kid- or do you remember what story it was? I totally do. It was the dog who took doggy airlines. I know you've done a ton of them, but it was like it was <laughs> a lot about- of dogs, a lot of stories about dogs show up. <laughs> right. But it- I do remember that one. That's amazing. Yeah. It, it was wow. it was really, really cool. Um and, you and know- what was that like for him when you when he heard it on the radio? Oh, he was so proud. He told all of his friends, he told, you know, they listened to it in his class at school, you know, told Told, told my parents, his grandparents. Um, it, it was, I mean, you know, like full disclosure, he's not the world's most creative kid, right? Like he loves sports. He's an athlete, but this resonated with him and he wanted to write a story. So I was like, absolutely. And, you know, it was a, about a dog that watched TV and walked around the street. I mean, it was just so, <laughs> the, the way that you took the, the kernel, right? And I think that this is what happens with a lot of these stories, but the way that you take the kernel and bring it to life, it's just so great. Um, oh, thank you so much. I love hearing that. I love it. It was like, you know, <clears throat> it was his like 15 minutes of fame as a five-year-old. It was great. <laughs> um, and then we saw a live show in San Francisco and that was really fun. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we've, uh, and my, you know, my daughter's favorite podcast, hands down, you know, so like it is a thrill to to talk to sort of the, the person behind it. So I guess like this is a, gr- as good an opportunity as any in the course of our conversation, just to, if you could just. Fill me in, like, how did this start? Like, where was Lee when the idea for Story Pirates began? (laughs) (laughs) Well, where was I? I was, I started Story Pirates almost directly after I graduated from college. Um, I didn't know that I was starting Story Pirates, really. I didn't know what I was getting myself into (laughs) in, in a lot of different ways. I was just sort of, you know, shooting from the hip and trying to make stuff with my friends. And we wanted to do Story Pirates, which was inspired by a student group at Northwestern University that I had participated in and that a lot of my friends had participated in called Griffin's Tale that took stories from kids uh, in Chicago and turned them into sketch comedy and songs. So you know, when I was in college and I was doing that work, it was sort of the most connected I'd ever felt to what I was doing and the audience I was trying to serve and, you know, and the, and the sort of like stuff that I found funny and the stuff I liked doing. So it just sort of made sense after college to, to do it some more and to try to try to do it our own way. And, and then, uh, you know, next thing you know, it's like 14 years later, <laughs> here we are. I mean, I love the idea of, of the shooting by the hip, right? Like 
yeah. you don't you don't have a plan and i think that oftentimes in life we, no we try, yeah right no plan it's better that way right you're an improviser that's what you do um so um yeah. and i think that that idea of not knowing you know not having a plan not having like the 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 process outlined in a major way and just sort of seeing what happens like it i don't know i feel i i sort of operate similarly and then you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So when something happens, you have the ability to just go with it. You know, your mind is open, your your yeah. eyes are clear. So I think that's a a major important part of the the story pirates journey. It's a huge part of the creative process, you know. And I feel being able to sort of work instinctually, and but it's not lost on me like how lucky I am to have the opportunity to uh, to work that way and to have. Yeah you know, people in my life that understand what I'm doing and, you know, and in the highs and the lows, uh, are supportive. So, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's an amazing thing. I think the idea of, uh, making stuff with your friends is also really important. You know, when, when thinking about, it just sounds like, like the joy comes through, you know, you, you put yeah. it on and, and it's just sounds like everyone's having such an amazing time. And, yeah. uh, and okay so so we'll we'll sort of important. yeah it's totally important and um and so i i know that the podcast has has like like as we're talking about it there's no plan and and it's it's sort of morphed for lack of like a better word over time and i think we'll get to that a little bit yeah what i really um i think it would be really cool to um one thing that i really admire about you is the way that you talk to kids Right. At the end Thank of you. at the end of the story, um, as someone who's worked with kids a lot in my life and and talks to kids a lot, you know, being that I have three, but also work with them, the the way that you communicate with them and ask them questions is just so honest and real. And, you know, you're you're like willing to go with it and just hear what they have to say. Yeah. And so what's that particular piece <laughs> of it <laughs> like for you? Like like yeah. work with you, uh, et cetera. It, it's my favorite part personally. I love it. I really love calling these kids and interviewing them and treating them seriously. Right. Uh, I, I have to admit, I don't have really much of an operating philosophy behind how I talk to kids. Besides that, I want to get inside their head. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Like, if story pirates is about taking kids seriously creatively, um, the interviews really are taking them seriously as humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when I was a kid, that was all I wanted was to be, to be listened to and to have someone who sort of like saw me as an equal and, you know, could bat around ideas and try stuff out and, be playful, but also take each other seriously and learn stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and honestly, like in my best moments, I guess I probably talk to adults that <laughs> way too, but, but sometimes the world, it's hard, you know, it's hard to be an adult moving through the world and like, and to be open and to be, you know, interested in the ways that kids are. So I try to meet them there um, and just sort of talk to them like, like a like someone I've been dying to yeah. hear from, and you know, want I want to hear their big ideas, and and I, that 
comes through. Um, and you, you know, they are, you treat them as people. And, and I think that the idea of getting, <laughs> getting in their heads has got to be, um, really fun, you know? So I'm, I'm looking at, you know, an, an episode called how to make a basketball plant. And if I were, <laughs> you know, like it's gotta be so fun. And so, because you just don't know, like, asking a kid like so tell me about this basketball plant and and why is it that you you thought that that would be a cool idea for a story like i i love that you get at that with kids i think the secret key is that like kids are so used to listening to me and they know my voice and audio is such a powerful format like you really feel when someone's in your headphones or in your car it's like it's like you are inside of their head, right? So kids really feel like they know me when I get on the, by the time I get on the phone with them and we're recording, they hear my voice and, you know, sometimes kids are thrown by it, but more often than not, I feel like they, they sort of like lock into this space where they feel like they can say anything because they're so used to hearing my voice, <laughs> super super interesting to me like what the power of audio says about that yeah i think that you being a a uh, sort of a part of the family in the car and everyone's listening and and you you know there there's some biology something or other or or something but like your tone of voice right is is very right. welcoming and very warm and that's just a gift you know you, you can't plan for that really but i think that kids really resonate with that um so, you know, congratulations, I guess. I Thanks. No, I mean, it's, it's, nice to it's nice of you to say it. Um, so, okay. So we're, we're working our way into talking about this record and, and um, which is called Nothing is Impossible. Um, but what I would love to hear a little bit about is what it's like when the story pirates go into a school. Yeah. What it's like. Well, we do a lot of stuff. A lot of things that story pirates do the average podcast listener might not know. About, right. And I think it, which is an interesting phenomenon mm -hmm. that we're having right now, which is like, we've been performing in schools and theaters and performing arts centers and touring and for 14 years. And a lot of people who you know, have heard about us in the last year through the podcast just don't know about right. that. And, and that's really cool. And it's been fun and interesting to sort of tell people about it. So thanks for asking the sure. question. No, no, totally. <laughs> but, yeah, we do a lot of in-class creative writing workshops, and those can be uh, anywhere from a one-off to a year-long residency. And they, a lot of them are creative writing, but we also teach other things, like we even teach expository writing, and we talk, uh, and we'll even, you know, do things that don't involve writing at all, mm -hmm. but could use storytelling to help teach. Huh. A lot of times we'll go and we'll say to a teacher, what, what is the hardest thing you have to teach all year long? And whether it's quotation placement or it's science or it's essay structure and a persuasive, persuasive essay, we then sort of take that back to our team and create like a classroom narrative, like a process drama um, is the technical term. For, and we bring that narrative, that story, into the classroom with actors and teaching artists and sort of bring that to life and involve kids in the 
narrative and therefore teach them because we learn best through stories. Right. Um, so that's the classroom stuff. But I think maybe what you're getting at is like what we, what happens when we perform in a school and that is really exciting. Um, you know, we show up on stage and there's like these huge auditoriums that you've probably seen in schools that fit like 500 kids. <laughs> we come out on stage and we were like, this next story is written by someone in the room and the, the school's just going wild. It's like being at the craziest <laughs> rock concert you've ever been to. Oh, and there's yeah. like. No mosh pits, but, lo- but lots of laughs close. and lots of cheers. I mean, I think I I, I was I'm equally yeah. interested, you know, in the uh, in the in classroom stuff as well as the like, you know, the performative stuff that happens in a school. So that's a lot of work, you know. If you're working with schools, you know that you know with that much detail in terms of how to teach kids to write. And I love that you use the the term teaching artist because I think that that's a really important thing for people to know about the story pirates and, and where you all are coming from. Like it's, it's, it is certainly, and, and as we've heard from you over the last few minutes, like it's way more than just like a, a, a fun, funny, um, it's, you know, kids write stories and, and you know, then you, you sort of make them an improvisational thing. The, um, the idea that there's such thoughtfulness in terms of going into the classroom is something that I, I read about, but I like hearing it from you was really, really cool. So, I mean, this, you, it, we don't need to get down into the nitty gritty weeds of it, but like how big is the story pirates team? That's, you know, working on all of these various projects at this point. It's massive. There's so many story pirates. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't, I literally can't keep track of everybody. I'm like the, I'm like the grandpa in the office. And there's all these like young, amazing, like talented, hilarious teachers and actors and directors and writers and musicians coming through. And it's, it's like, it's so cool to get to work with so many awesome people. Um, But there's like, there's definitely, um, you know, there's a couple hundred story pirates active at any one point wow. between New York and LA. We're based in both cities. And, you know, overall, there's probably like 500 story pirates that like do something for us during the year at uh-huh. some point. Cool. Um, um, huge, huge group of people. Yeah, it's a massive operation. Sort of fun, massive operation. Yeah, um, okay. We were like, a minute away from talking about the record, but I do think. Oh, no worries. No worries. This is great. I love that. <laughs> I would love to hear. So you've worked with some like really well-known comedians like, uh-huh. like Patton Oswalt, who, you know, yeah. people know really well, Wyatt Cenac. How, mm-hmm. how is it? Um, that's gotta be mind blowing. I guess that's maybe it's not even a question. Maybe it's just like me telling you like, that has to be the coolest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. I really, um, I love meeting these people and working with them. And a lot of them are folks that we just met sort of like coming up in New York over the last 14 years. Like, um, you know, like I went to college with Kristen Schaal. She's a founding member of the company. She introduced us to um, John Oliver who, you know, and then who we met more people through that. 
Um, John Stewart came to a birthday party that we were throwing a long time ago, and we met a lot of people through John. So it's just like, I mean, being in New York is, yeah. and Los Angeles is strange. If you're in the entertainment circles, you're sort of just like running into people. And I always tell like young people like who are who are coming up or trying to make their way, like stick around for ten years and you'll basically like meet everybody wow. at some point. Yeah, that's that's amazing. <laughs> if you can make it, if you can manage to hang on that long. That's incredible. But and it's it's just like I think the one thing that's great about them coming on your show is it shows a different side and like it's obvious that like a comedian's not going to do the story pirates if they don't believe in what you're doing. And if they don't have an interest in working with kids or, or working for a, a, uh, you know, a younger audience. So I think it's really cool to, to show that mm-hmm. other side. So, yeah. So in the last yeah. year, there was the relaunch and uh, the story pirates were, were moved to, to get yep. which is really uh, congratulations. Amazing. Uh, accomplishment very very cool and it, it and it led to like a new format where there's uh there's some music that's come out of the story parts it was always a musical thing and there were always songs but now you've taken the music and you've put it into an album called nothing is impossible and um and it that has to that yeah. it had to have expanded the operation in a major way too like i don't know your musical background or how you're how involved you are in it but that was uh like the decision to to go in that direction is really really cool and really really fun so what i'm asking in a very long-winded day is please tell me tell me about fart out loud day which is my family's favorite yeah like you said like we've been music has been a huge part of story virus for you know all 14 years we are founding musical director is this guy named eli bolin who's just written some amazing songs and it just uh it just so so we sort of always knew we had it in us to make higher production value musical recordings and and the this was you know pairing up with gimlet was an opportunity to sort of uh put our money where our mouth is um and and try it for real and i i'm so proud of the stuff that's come out of it and uh, we have such an amazing team of uh, producers and composers and singers. It's just like, like I said, there were like 500 story parts, right? Like this is like my dream scenario, being able to sort of like tap all the people I've met through the years and be like, will you come write a song for us? Will you come sing for us? Uh, and it's just been, it's been so freaking fun, but fart out loud day was written by a guy named Mike Wells who lives in LA. He's an amazing songwriter. Um, and it's based on a story from these two sisters in uh, in Colorado named Sam and Allie, um, who are just like the funniest kids I've ever met. They're like somewhere in the middle of Colorado, hanging out with bunnies and just like making each other laugh. And uh, and they sent us this story, which is like blows my mind. I think it's February 19th is the official Fire Out Loud day and that's Sam's birthday. Yeah. So I just, I think what's so cool about this story for me is like, and the song is that when people see it, they're like, Oh, this is a gross out thing. This is a gross out story about farts, but it really is. 
actually a body positivity vibe. And, and the fact that it was written by these two sisters who are so like unashamed of their sense of humor and unashamed of like their POV and willing to put it out there in such a strong way. It was just so inspiring to me. I don't know why, but like, it feels like if a boy wrote that story, it would be very different. Um, but these two sisters just like, they're such an inspiration to me and I really enjoyed chatting with them. And they even came to New York and visited our studio. And yeah. And I, I, they, they have a cameo on an upcoming song. Oh, cool. That's great. Which is exciting. No spoilers, no spoilers. Um, so, so a song like riding a seagull was good. Uh-huh. I just like, I love the idea that there's like a serious meeting <laughs> where, where, <laughs> where people are talking about, all right, so what are we going to do with this song? So tell me about yeah. creating the, the music for something like that. That song was produced uh, completely digitally by a guy named Eric Gerson who wrote this, who wrote the tune and he just did it all on his computer at home. I, To be perfectly honest, like I wasn't totally sure what Eric was capable of doing before he sent me the first draft of that song. And it Mm -hmm. completely changed everything. I thought about how music is recorded and like what is possible. I think we were just trying to make it as weird as possible um, (laughs) and really succeeded. Uh, Well, it's that's a beautiful thing. Do you know the story of the kid behind that story? That's I don't. I don't. His name is Ethan. This is like, this is amazing. His name is Ethan, and he was three when he wrote that story. He's four now, but Ethan has had uh, has heterotaxy syndrome, and so his uh, he's had a number of open heart surgeries. Um. You know, and he's like a real little guy. And he lives in New Jersey with his family. And he would go to the beach with his mom and would want to run down the beach and chase seagulls. And but couldn't because he would he would uh, get tired too easily. Um, And and then like just before the story, he had uh, yet another successful open heart surgery. And he was finally able to chase after seagulls to his heart's content. Oh, and and that's what inspired amazing. him writing this song. And I had no idea about this when we got the story and and had no clue. We did not talk to his family before we chose it and recorded it. Um, and then I was chatting with his mom and she told me the story and it just, it made me realize as I constantly am being reminded that All of these stories, like even as simple and silly as they sometimes seem, have rich, deep meaning to the kids who wrote them. Um, And there's always a story there. It's super, it's super interesting to me. I mean, I love, I mean, I I am, I don't know how to say, I, I guess the best way to say it is like the way that you honor the kids who tell the stories is really, uh, inspiring. You know, the way that you, and, and it's exactly what you just said. Like, it may seem on the surface, like, okay, fart out loud day. Who would have, like, 
the fact that you, that it's body positive and and that's trying and it's teaching and and riding a seagull was good is is like the backstory of the kid and the way just the way that you honor the the writers is is really uh refreshing and and nice to hear you know you're not just like collecting the story but I, it goes back to what we were talking about before when you were talking about how, the way in which you talk to the kids which is honest and real yeah. and to to be able to to get them to open up to you and to hear the story and to not treat it as like a, a commodity, I guess, it, but to treat it as like, it's so important to like that there's trust in that relationship yeah. between us and the family. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, I, I feel, you know, the, treating the stories and the kids like seriously is the, is the fun part. Like I'm lucky, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like I'm grateful for these families for trusting us with their with their kids' stories and their kids' imagination. Um, it it feels like a huge gift to me. Yeah, it's a it's a gift to all of us. I think it's a gift to all of us. Um, so if you had to choose one other song from this record to give us a little bit of the backstory of that you think is just either like you know sort of moved you like these other ones that we, we've been thinking about and talking about or were just like you were blown away by the the hilarity or or whatever it is what would be another one that you would want folks to to really pay attention to which i know is hard you know it's hard to choose um, between your kids <laughs> <laughs> well i want to i i do have one specifically that i want to point out because i'm not sure it is like the one at the top of everybody's list but i think it should be it's called uh, What the World Was Called Before Us, which is the final track on the record. And it, to me, is like the funniest thing in the whole world. Do you remember in the 90s that song called Always Wear a Sunscreen that was actually written and produced by Boz Lerman, the guy that did oh Moulin Rouge, but... Um, but it was attributed to the text was a, was like a Chicago Sun Times columnist. I'm probably getting that wrong. Who wrote it? But it was attributed at the time in the, like the pre-internet days to Kurt Vonnegut. Do you I, remember I totally this? remember the song. I'm hearing it in my head as you speak. I didn't know the that yeah. it was attributed to Kurt Vonnegut. That is way deeper than I was anticipating. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like, and it's all this like yeah. life advice. That is like seemingly mundane, but sort of like feels profound in in yeah. its own way. And so like that track and William Shatner spoken word <laughs> stuff. And then also, do you remember Fear of um, Pop? I mean, this was the 90s album oh, that sure. yeah, Olds yeah, yeah. put sure. out. And where William Shatner... Um, did the vocals. So it's like beat driven um, spoken word stuff. And so those three things together, we, you know, Megan O'Neill, who's on the story of arts podcast came to us and was like, I want to turn this story into something <laughs> like that. And we were like, wow. Well, A, you we can't say no, that? right? Like that's a yes. And, and right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so we just like went in the studio. We had like a little bit of a plan. Megan wrote some stuff, but there was also a lot of stuff that we wrote on our feet. And we had a group of like seven story pirates standing around the studio. And Peter McNerney 
who's on the podcast, who's one of the hosts of the podcast, just started improvising in a sort of like William Shatnery way where like he started with the story and then he sort of just started riffing off uh-huh. the story and kept going. And the result is like a six minute monologue that is like <laughs> so weird and so funny <laughs> and like deeply inspiring to me on a very weird level. Uh, and I'm so proud of it. And I, and I like, and it was all like born out from when I talked to the author who was this like, amazing child who like thinks a lot about uh philosophical (laughs) math stuff he was like (laughs) he was like i I was like what are some things that you're thinking about these days and he's like oh i've been thinking about like what's the (laughs) highest number and i'm like damn when i was eight years old i was not thinking about what is the highest number you know, and and stuff like that. And he just kept going. And I just love encouraging kids to think mm-hmm. uh, big in that way. And 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 that song to me is what that's all about. And it, I would just I would point it, point people towards it if I could. Well, I think you did. And I think that you got to check it out. And like that, I mean, it just sounds so fun. Like I think a, a day in the life shadowing the the story pirates and what you all are doing and, and the mission and, and all of those things is, it just sounds real and authentic and genuine. And that's the best part. That's totally the best Thank part. You. So, so we should say, um, you also have books. Um, yeah. There's a lot of story pirate stuff and it's all good. And uh, so, so the book, I, I'm, I know it's something of the Stone Age. I'm blanking on the title right now, but Stuck in the Stone Age. Stuck in the Stone Age. And, you know, holidays are coming up and kids love to read. So, yeah. And, you know, that book is also based on a kid's idea. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. An 11 year old in Memphis named Vince came up with the idea for it. We gave that idea to best-selling author named Jeff Rodkey who turned it into a book. Really cool. And um, so I imagine, you know, outside of, outside and inside of the podcast, there's a lot upcoming. Um, and I know that the story pirates are hitting the road a little bit, like going on tour. So we could, you could actually, well, we, I, me, everyone I know could go and check <laughs> out the, the story pirates lives as someone who's seen the story pirates live. Um, got to go check it out. It's like the most fun and your kids are engaged the whole time and it's really something to see and you'll laugh and you'll, it's joy. It's pure joy. What can I say? So there's certainly other stuff um, and we should keep up with the story pirates, right? So what are the best ways to, to do that? Is it website? Is it Twitter? Is it Facebook? Is it anything I'm missing? Instagram. Storypirates.com. You know, storypirates.com is a good source of stuff. But definitely all the social media channels were mostly active, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So I, I would point you there. Find us. We're Great. And those are, yeah, all good all spots, spots to be. Well, Lee, I can't thank, <laughs> I can't thank you enough for, uh, for taking the time with me this morning. And I want to thank you for everything you've done to make car rides with my family very, very pleasant over the years. And I look forward to many, many more. Thank you for all of the work the Story Pirates are doing. It's my pleasure. Thank you for all the nice things that you said. (laughs) (laughs) 
I am guessing that you learned something from listening to Lee, and uh, that was a great one, like a truly great one. I really, really loved it. So if you have kids on your holiday shopping list who could use something creative and fun and joyful and happy and original and awesome, then you should, uh, you know, go to Story Pirates website. Maybe there's something there for your for your gift getters. Is that a thing? Gift getters? I don't know. Anyway, here's what I do know. Coming up right now is the full song, Riding a Seagull Was Good, from the Story Pirates album, Nothing Is Impossible. Thanks for listening. Check out those Story Pirates. Spread the word. People need to know that there's a lot more going on for the Story Pirates than than what we think we know, right? I think that's a fair way to say that. Okay, thanks again to Lee. Thanks to Beth for hooking this up. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a deal. All right? Deal. Here is the very awesome song, Riding a Seagull Was Good. Seagull time. Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well. My name is Buddy, and I got a story to tell. Once upon a time... I was a kid with a dream, of course. That dream was to hop on a seagull and ride it like a riding horse. To ride on a seagull like a riding horse. Ride a seagull like a riding horse. Ride it like a riding horse. Riding a seagull. Riding a seagull. Riding a seagull. Oh, what's good? Riding a seagull. And got on its back He didn't mind at all Just looked at me and went He kicked off the ground And away we flew I was happy and the seagull I was happy too To ride on a seagull like a riding horse Ride a seagull like a riding horse And found a new friend So if you're ever feeling bored Just try something you've never tried Find yourself a seagull And go for a seagull ride For a seagull ride Riding a seagull Duff.